Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And oh boy, Gina, 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 Gina. We had three recordings. Jennifer was the last of the day. mm -hmm. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. Fun day. Jennifer Spore, who is the host of Awake and On Purpose Mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. Gina. Incredible. Listen, okay. She's an Akashic Records channel and guide. Uh, where she illuminates the way for others through awakening embodiment of their sacred wisdom and their God-given talents. That girl is all about finding your purpose, helping sure. you find your purpose. We know our purpose if we can find it deep within us. Yes. But she helps. She helps. And she does it in this just deliberate, warm, unapologetic, supportive, but she's She's going to give it to you in like the best way possible. Like, oh, totally. like what you want a coach to do, what you want a partner. She models the way as well with her stories and, and her evolution. Phenomenal. This conversation delivers. Okay. Yes. It delivers so many nuggets that are going to make you go, huh, and think about it. Yeah. So she just loaded up the uncork assignment list oh, for us. Hell I mean, yes. there was some good stuff yes. there so you for us all to practice. Tune into that. Mm-hmm. And I just found her wisdom incredible and inspirational. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I learned much from her in our little sit down. Yeah. 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 And the about face that she, she made and and the way in which she did it from, you know, her previous life to her current life is a real inspiration. It is. It's a one sixty. A 160. Or is it a 180? I don't know. You're right. I don't think it's a full 180 because she uses a lot of what her background in her work. Yeah. Right? You know, nothing so it's is a maybe mistake. maybe a 140. A 140? Maybe. I don't even know what that is. That means like how much, I don't know. I mean, is it's not degrees? a full, yeah, it's not a full opposite direction. It's just a little bit opposite. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, she gives it to you and we're in the conversation with her and she Mm -hmm. gives it to us too. And Mm -hmm. we're so excited. We're so excited for this conversation. So excited to deliver it to you. We hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Welcome everyone to LOA Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic. This is the No Bullshit, All Truth, Nothing But Fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You are our VIP. Oh, Gina. I know, I know. It's so exciting today. Good thing we don't have amnesia. (laughs) Stop it with this amnesia. I know, I know. No, we're so, so very excited today. Our afternoon is complete because we have... Jennifer Spore in the house. And how do we know Jennifer? Oh, like, I mean, she's our new best friend. <laughs> she is. Un- I, I, Jennifer's probably upset about that, but that's the truth of the matter. Jennifer's our new best friend. And it's yes, true. yes. And we were on her podcast. It's a true thing. So we're going to mm-hmm. put that link in the show notes. But Jennifer Spore is an amazing yeah. individual. You're going to love her story. Yeah. It's near and dear to my heart. Mm. I mean, it speaks to us. And mm-hmm. so she is also, I mean, listen. Not only does she host a podcast called mm-hmm. Awaken on Purpose, mm-hmm. and honestly, she started in 2019, the same as us, a month before. So, so she's a bit ahead, but she's really ahead because she did it weekly. She was yeah. no joke. She was no yeah. joke on yeah. it. That's okay. no joke. I mean, yeah, non-podcasters don't get it, but that is like a 
I'm all in. And doubling down. And she's doubling so, down. Yeah. And she has amazing guests, amazing yeah, really things does. happening. It's an interesting focus when she talks mm-hmm. about purpose and mission. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. But she's also mm-hmm. drum roll, please. Okay, I yep. hear that. Yep. An Akashic Records channel and guide. I know I'm super fascinated about the integration of that into her work. So with we have questions for conscious leaders. Mm-hmm. We were conscious leaders. Mm-hmm. We were Maybe conscious we leaders. We still are, actually. Yeah. We are. We still are. We are. Okay. We are. <laughs> Who are here to illuminate the way for others through awakening and embodiment of their sacred wisdom and God given talents. Now, mm. that is. That is a beautiful sentence right there. And that is so true. I remember, you know, I feel like, and we're going to let her talk here pretty soon. I mean, let's go. I mean, there there have been a few guests that I've questioned whether we were going to. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I want (laughs) to plant this in her mind because I'm sure that she hears this from all her clients is that I believe like some people kind of just get it when they are born, like there's something that they're just born to do. My son loved music. He Mm -hmm. was born to do music in some way, form or fashion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, oh, and you attach it to a money-making thing, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And then I was like, what? Where's my mommy? I mean, you know, what's my purpose? You know, mm-hmm. what was that book, that child book that says, are you my mommy? Are and you, you my mother? To, yeah. Yeah. Are you you my go mother? to the, the chicken yeah. and you're really yeah. a horse yeah. or something. I yeah. 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 I can't remember that, but I felt like the horse. <laughs> are you my purpose? Are yeah. you my purpose? So I think she might help us out today. I think so. In a variety of ways, but I'm going to stop talking, Gina. God, I hope. And I'm going to welcome, and we're going to welcome, not just me. <laughs> well, I, it feels like it is, but okay, keep, I, I trust that it's not. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> be, right. I promise I'll behave. Okay, okay, thank God. Welcome, Jennifer Spore, to LOA Uncorked. Hi, Jennifer. Ah, thanks. What a warm welcome. I just... <laughs> I didn't really care when I started talking. I was listening. About Jennifer, do not encourage her, please, please. Well, fight for your time, or you won't get any. Right. Fight for your right. Well, you know Jennifer, and I know you'll you'll talk about your background. But so we worked together for eighteen yeah. years in a corporate environment as executives, and then you know, of course, we would do projects together mm-hmm. and spend time together. So it's mm-hmm. almost like that's what she can. She yeah. pretty much knows what I'm thinking, and, and she can harass me with all my. I can look across the room at a meeting and look at her and go, is she doing her exercises? No, is she, she doing the like, Kegels. Yes. Oh, yeah. She goes, is she doing her Kegel exercises? I could tell. <laughs> Which is not okay. I mean, it's gone too far at that point. It's gone too far at that point. She knows point. we're going to go there now. She oh, knows yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. And I know too I much. I need to get back on that. I forgot. I was like, this is so bored. I'm and then I'm so Kegels. distracted. Like, nobody else knows that that's what she's doing that's over there. That's when you it's, know you're not on yeah. purpose, Jennifer. It's Kegels in the meeting. <laughs> I'm not engaged. I'm just gonna squeeze my unja. I don't know. Okay, like, <laughs> it's not okay. Well, everything actually does serve a purpose. So. Everything does. So, but Gina true. doesn't like it when I talk like this, Jennifer. But I, no. I feel like a kindred spirit with Jennifer. I think she. Yeah, be why fine. don't you talk to Jennifer about your <laughs> my your, giggles and your unja? That would be great. Give me a break for a moment. Yeah. Well, excellent. Okay. Welcome, Jennifer. So excited to hear about you finally, other from somebody other than Holly. <laughs> so we'd love for you, if you don't mind, just to kind of share a bit about yourself and your background and kind of what leads you to today uh, and the work that you're doing. Um, just just kind of as a nice foundation for our audience, and then we'll jump right back into the crazy, chaotic conversation again. 
<laughs> yes. So I'll do my very best to sum up my entire yeah, life. I know it's a tough ask. Just like, you know, a few minute answer. Yep. Basically, I guess for purposes of this conversation, really like where to start is I have pretty much lived my entire life in a somewhat unconventional way, you know, without going into my childhood, you know, I've, I've just kind of always lived in a way or maybe experienced circumstances that wouldn't be on the majority side if you were looking at like the statistics, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, anyways, so for purposes of this, like, let's just start with my corporate career. I landed in retail <laughs> when I was like 19. Okay. Uh, and I really loved what I was doing from the beginning. Now, when I was a little girl, and we'll get into part of how you can identify, you know, what your purpose is later on in the conversation. But I always wanted to be a teacher anyways, when I was a little girl. And I've always been sensitive energetically. I've always been an empath. And I was always that person, right? When I was a little girl and and when I was a teenager that a lot of people would come to for advice or people like, I didn't even know would sit down next to me and tell me their whole life story, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, anyway, but I was on my own at 16. Oh, wow. So after really consciously thinking about it, you know, going to college to get a traditional degree for academia wasn't, didn't feel like an easy or pleasant journey for me to embark oh, on. Yeah. But when I was 19, I just had a conversation with myself about, Hey, are we going to go to college or what are we going to do here? And I really actually liked working in retail. So I made a conscious decision at that age to stick with that. I was managing stores by the time I was 21, 22 and, you know, 20 something years later, right. Toward the end of that career, I was a store operations executive for a $12 billion retail company. Wow. Billion. Yes, wow. a big retail company. I was responsible yep. for over wow. twelve, like over twelve hundred stores. Wow. That's amazing. For, what that is a success story right there. That yeah, is a so, success story. And, and mm-hmm. I wanted to share it in that context just to illustrate, yeah. which was a which is along the lines of what your guys' show is all about, mm-hmm. right? It's just like anything is possible when you Mm -hmm. consciously make a decision that you're going to do something. Mm -hmm. So I actually loved my career in retail, not just because I was successful at it on paper, but there was that part of me that always enjoyed helping other people Mm -hmm. and lifting them up, right? Mm -hmm. To feel fulfilled in whatever work they were doing. And I refer to this as, as like dating your purpose. So, right, there were parts of what I'm here to do that I had in that career, which is what actually looking back on it, which is what kept me in it for so long, right, was that part of it. But over time, I ran out of promotions, I because I'm also one of those people, it's like, I'm a learner, and Mm -hmm. I absorb something, check it off the list, move on to the next thing, you know. So after a while, that all slowed down. But also, I just started to kind of feel like it was harder and harder to get things done for the stores. There was just, because I was working for such a big company too, um, there was just a lot of bureaucracy and it just was just feeling harder, right? Mm -hmm. The journey just wasn't feeling as flowy anymore. So that's really when the fog started to lift. And I just started to think about, wow, you know, I always thought I would retire doing this, but now I'm not feeling that way. (laughs) And 
So what's next, right? I started to think about what was next. And what I realized during that time was that I didn't really know myself. I I realized that Mm -hmm. I had been living pretty much my whole existence revolved around my job. and, And if it wasn't my career, it was I was usually defaulting to what other people enjoyed doing and what they wanted to do most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I came to this realization that I didn't really know myself. And that's really when the journey to rediscovery began. Mm. But like so many other people, right, I felt fear of mm. change. So I didn't take action right away because I had a lot of societal program conditioning and beliefs around wow, you know, I didn't get my traditional degree. I didn't do this. I didn't right. do that. So am I going to be able to go somewhere else? Am I going to go yep. make as much money? What are my options? Money? Right, right, right. You yeah. know? Um, so I didn't take action. I kind of just let things start to marinate. I started uh, focusing my outside of work time when I did have it on a lot more personal development, spiritual development. And then my mom got diagnosed with terminal cancer, Mm. probably like a year and a half, two years after that realization. And that was really the catalyst for me taking action because what was happening was that at the time I was living in New Jersey, I was flying back and forth, you know, between New Jersey and Idaho, uh, just to try to help out with my mom and see her as much as possible. And It was a really kind of long, drawn out, painful, grueling time. I mean, like she lived probably almost 14 months after the diagnosis. So it was a very long kind of battle just just to putting mentioning that to just put into context of how long this back and forth was happening. And then there was just like this one day that and I was on at my work all the time. Let's just say that. Okay. There was this one day I was at my mom's bedside. It was a few days before she passed and my phone was blowing up and it was work. And it was something that was going on with the stores that was due to a mistake that could have been prevented. Okay. And I just had this moment where I looked at my phone, it was blowing up and the reason why it was and feeling once again, for like the millionth time that I had, that I was being given an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. I had to focus my presence around that, or I could focus on being present with my mom. I could choose to focus on being present with her. And it was in that moment that I decided I'm not stuck in my life. I don't know what the F is like going to happen or what's next, Yeah, but I'm going to, you know, take back my power essentially. And that was the beginning of the end mm. of that phase of my life. I, it wasn't an overnight process, but I eventually decided to step down from my director role. And at the time, right after my mom died, I felt guided to be physically closer to my family. So, and at the time, there, there wasn't really a prominent culture of working remotely. Right. So I was right. given a choice that, you you know, I couldn't have my career and do that. So I chose what I wanted to do, what I was feeling called to do. Yeah. Wow. Ended up doing consulting for, for my last company for a while, which was gracious of them to create that position for me while I was in transition. 
But at the time when I did that, I didn't know I was going to start my own business. Um, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. I literally, it's like a freaking country song. I I rented my house out in New Jersey, (laughs) packed up my car and headed out West. Like I literally (laughs) drove in my car across the country by myself in like four days. Oh, that's incredible. And left. And then it was during that time at first I thought, oh, you know, because my ego mind was like, oh, you just need another job. Like, that's the problem. I did a whole bunch of interviews with some well-known retail companies, positions that I would have been a shoe in for. But weird anomalies kept happening, like different reasons for why the position or the offer wouldn't work out. Then the last interview I did where I finally like got the message that the universe kept hitting me over the head with was uh, I interviewed for a store operations position. I had six interviews with this company. They flew me out to meet their team. And then in the 11th hour, it fell through. And when it did, I was just finally like, okay, I'm not meant to continue doing this. And so then it kind of threw me back into a place of reflection. Well, what's next? That was when in my place of reflection at that point on the journey, I realized I need to start a business because I need to do things. I need to have the freedom to do things my own way, to live my business, my life in whatever way lights me up. But I also realized that on my own journey of transition, I had invested in, you know, like professional coaches, spiritual teachers. I'd had readings, healings, all the stuff done, but I couldn't find anyone who could actually hold space for me to bring it all together, to integrate into my physical reality, who I was becoming, like how I was changing. And that's what led me to this work that I do. And that's when I decided to start a business and then pretty much, you know, the rest is history. (laughs) Oh, okay. There's there's so much. No, 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 I know. I know. I don't even know where to start either. I know. Well, uh, first of all, let's just rewind. I love the part about your story where you were knocking on doors. This yeah. has happened to me, by the way. Yeah. And, and I, I, I can tell you were an amazing leader, manager, yeah. you know, employee, all those things. Okay. And so your resume was stacked yeah. and, you know, and then you show up, you can talk. Okay. So it's like, you can present yourself. Yeah. And the fact that everything kept like, that is the, that's one of the things I just want to stop and say, when, yeah. when we're consciously creating, our lives, we still have to listen. And, you know, the fact that you didn't say, oh, there's something wrong with me, or I'm not good enough, you know, or did you? I did. You did? I did at that time. Who I was then isn't who I am today. Right. Even when I, it took so much courage for me to start my business. Even though I was this big leader, this executive, all of the things, right? right? All that I had overcome in my life, I was still scared shitless yeah. about because you're putting as an entrepreneur, you're, you're putting yourself out there in a whole nother way. And especially with the work that I had chosen to do, it was a whole other level of vulnerability yeah. that I was leaning into that I hadn't experienced, but I did it anyways. I did it shaking. 
No, I no, I totally like I'm behind you. We're behind you, but we we get it. But you're right. So part of me, my whole entire life was searching for am I your mother? No, searching for my purpose. And I've gone to psychic on psychic on nobody has been able to pull it together. Pull it together. That's a great way to say it. Yeah. In any way or form. And I think it's like that is a missing piece. And it is the thing that I think I've been to a lot of things where people, you know, metaphysical or, you know, psychic events or whatever is happening and people raise their hands like, how do I know my purpose? How do I know my mission? And so you're saying that that's what called you because of your struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was experiencing these changes within me, right? But what I was struggling with at the time was, you know, because your physical reality is a mirror of your past decisions, your past uh-huh. manifestations. So how do you take who you're becoming, right? And and integrate that into your physical reality. Plus, we live in a society that still today, because what I'm talking about was many years ago, but still today, most people are programmed to look outside themselves for the solutions to everything. Yeah. And we all already have the answers. Our soul has a blueprint. It already has our purpose. But because so many of us have been taught that we need to look outside for the answer, that's what causes that perpetual never feeling enough, that perpetual always feeling like something has to be fixed. Yeah, It's because we're right. looking in the wrong spot. And that's what led me to doing that work was teaching people, working with people on how to awaken their own wisdom, their own intuitive gifts. And that's when the clarity around your purpose comes because, and by the way, it's not just about like, what's your purpose here, but it's just as much about the day-to-day stuff and living on purpose, Mm -hmm. like having a clear sense of self, knowing what your values are, what your beliefs are. And embodying this right. on a day-to-day basis. When, whenever we're not clear on something, it's it's always only because there's a part of our soul that that wants to come forward to be expressed that our ego mind is blocking. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What was because I so resonated when you were talking about you know you become so focused on your career and you let your career define who you are. And I mean, I I was absolutely that person. And I was so dead set to, to be good at what I did. And even though it was not the right fit for me in many ways. It became a challenge. It became a, a super competitive, like outwit, outlast, outplay sort of thing, <laughs> right? Like I was all about it. And I threw myself into that. And I'll never forget, I think I've told you this story one time, Holly, that my dad had just passed away. I was very reflective and my daughter had come home and she had brought home, you know, how they do art projects. She was, I think, kindergarten or first grade art projects every month and brought home their little packet of the art art projects. And I remember the first day of school, she had taken a photo of the family, the our <laughs> pet, uh, something she liked to do in the house. And then they had to write kind of a introduction to, to them for their class and we hung up on the walls, I guess. And she brought it home and, you know, this, my name is Madison. I am five. I have, this is my brother, Jared. This is my dog, Tucker. This is my mom and my dad and me and my, my brother. Uh, this is the house we live in. 
This is my dad. He he takes me biking and plays soccer and eat I eats ice cream with me. This is my mom. She works very hard. <laughs> I was like, oh. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. And I'd already kind of been on that journey of, you know, it was it was during the days of Facebook and you know, they'd say, you know, answer these questions about what you like and I couldn't answer any of the questions. I mean, I had wasn't paying attention. So I'm curious what that journey has been for you in terms of getting to know yourself and understanding what is exciting and important to you. And, you know, talk, talk about that part of your work, because I think that's the foundation of so much of the rest of it, right? So how did you go about getting to know yourself and pr- prioritizing? If you could share a little bit, that would be great. Yeah, so really just starting with, you know, asking myself, you know, what's more important to me. So identifying, you can have a lot of values, but at least for those who are listening, right, at Mm -hmm. least identifying your top five values. Yeah. And then asking yourself, you know, beyond what's most important to you, you know, what brings you the most joy? And then also, what is something that you're so good at? that you poo poo it yourself, because it just seems like it's so much common sense to you. But other people are constantly commenting on it. Like you're so easy to talk to, or, you know, I was just about to say that because that happens with me. I'll (laughs) I'll be having conversation with someone and they'll go, you were just saying exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely. Uh, So it's just asking yourself some of those questions, right? And then the next step beyond that is, okay, well, then looking at your life as as you're living it now, and and how does all that, all of that align? And then to sound really corporate because this is a corporate term, but then essentially doing a gap analysis, mm-hmm. yep. you know, yeah. yep. here's what I'm really all about. Here is how what I'm I, living. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, Where doesn't it jive? Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And then beyond that, it's developing, well, what's your clear vision? What's your highest and most inspirational vision for your life based upon who you now know yourself to be? Mm -hmm. Right. And then using that as the roadmap for your evolution to align with your highest purpose and your path. Mm -hmm. What, what do you say about, how do I say this? What would be your advice on, let's say I'm putting down what I am, I've got my values, I do have my values are on a board in my room. Mm-hmm. And I, I have what I enjoy. And I feel like mm, I judge it. Mm. So what do you say about like, let's say, okay, I love nice, fancy hotels. I love staying at I do love staying at mm-hmm. nice, fancy yeah. hotels, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so like, do we judge that? How do how does how do those things yeah. go into play with your purpose? Yeah, I mean, do you judge that? Uh, well, I don't, but you don't. No, I think I understand what you're saying, yeah. and you know, actually, the a topic where this comes up a lot is around money, like uh, people. Mm-hmm feel guilty. Some people can feel guilty for enjoying nice things. Mm -hmm. Like they should feel bad because 
there are other people that are in pain and suffering in the world. And it's like, they can't be allowed to live in abundance and enjoy themselves. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first thing to understand with that, there's a lot of moving parts to what you just asked, but the first thing to understand about that is just as you are on your, you're a soul, you're on your own individual journey here and you have free will to make different choices each and every other person, the billions of people on the planet are in the same boat in that respect. They're responsible for their own feelings, what they're creating. And whether they're conscious to that or not is another conversation, Mm -hmm. but it's just important to understand that you are not responsible for someone else's happiness. Right. You are responsible for yours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And There's nothing wrong with enjoying nice things. In fact, abundance and prosperity is part of the core essence of who we are. It is our birthright. What takes us away from that is the environmental conditioning, transgenerational programming, even, you know, what we're taught to believe about money, what we're taught to believe about people who are wealthy or or nice things. It's really all about the stories that each one of us carry within us about those various things. So if you feel like you're being judged or you're judging yourself, it's because there's some type of energy in your field, some type of belief or story that you're holding on to that what you desire is bad because it can never be your desires can never be wrong because they're your desires. Yeah. Right. I love that. Yeah. yeah they can I never be, that. but you're right about the money and that the conditioning is, yeah. and that, you know, the, it, it creates uh, so much lack yeah. thinking that if I have money, then other people don't have money. Right. And that's just limited lack minded well, thinking, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then about, you right. know, what you do have. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing about judging is the, you know, when you're looking at your core values, there's, there was, when I was looking at core values, I was like, okay, well, I like power. And I'm like, well, power is a bad word. So it's almost like you have to strip the words from and get to the essence. Cause I was like, well, power to me is just really influenced to do um, good things for the world. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I want to control you, you know, like, and so it's like stripping away those things that um, have got a, a negative connotation yeah. and get to the essence. Yes. So glad you brought this up <laughs> because right. there's so much inversion in our society in, in terms of what the actual divine truth of these things are. And power is a perfect example. Another really great example is the definition of surrender. If you, oh, look, yes. in, if you look in the dictionary, it implies defeat. So why do you think it's so hard for so many people on their growth path, on their spiritual path to surrender? Well, for starters, they probably have been taught to believe that surrender means failure. So if that's what you believe, well, why in the hell would you want to surrender to a higher divine power? Listen, you know, in Survivor, like, in Survivor, no, you never surrender. surrender. You never well, surrender. You know what? I love that you brought so up true. that surrender because when Gina's talking about like her, like over, well, how do you yeah. say outplay, outlast, and out, I'm going to get outlast, him even though play. I know I'm not a fit, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, because you don't want to surrender to what is. I don't, yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Because, well, I think if I surrender, it means I wasn't able to do, I, I didn't win. You failed. I didn't win. It's all about right. winning. Yes. Right. Yeah. The divine truth of surrender and what it really means is to align with right. the path that God source, whatever that higher power is for you has planted in your heart it's to align with that higher path hey everyone we're so excited to share with you a special gift for being our subscriber please head over to loa uncorked and get your own free badassery toolkit what is that you might be asking yourself well it's seriously very cool it will give you your own badassery alias your life superpower, your kryptonite, and those things about you that you should just own with swagger. And we're excited to give this to you. Head on over to LOA Uncorked and get your free badassery toolkit. That's so beautiful. And God, I love that. And sometimes it just takes a bit of a journey. Even like you said, you were, uh, when you didn't get the position and you were well qualified for time and time again, yeah. you know, you even said, oh my gosh, what, what did I do? Was I not good? And I mean, this is part yeah. of the journey, Yep. but that you had surrendered that, yeah. okay, I got to open my business. Like you surrendered to, you know, that this wasn't the right thing for me yep. and I'm going to let it go. And, and this was right. Yeah. Right, right. And now yeah. you're happier than ever. Yes, and, and that doesn't mean that it didn't feel hard to let that go, right, but it's sure. important for whoever's listening and watching to know that whenever anything feels hard, whenever anything feels anything less than happy and joyful and at peace, then there's some type of misalignment, mm -hmm. right? And it could be a belief that's at a conscious level, but a lot of times it can also be something that you're holding on into your subconscious. Like... So you can be feel frustrated because what you're trying to pursue, you think you're trying to align with your path and do all the right things, but things aren't working out and you don't know why. That's a great indicator that something subconscious can be going on in your energetic field. A couple of examples. Well, a great example of that could be unhealed trauma. For example, if someone's experienced a traumatic event, they may have repressed it. Also, another example of something subconscious, maybe uh, ancestral mm -hmm. programming, like you could literally have something mm -hmm. in your genes and your DNA. Right. Yeah. I don't we, think that people, didn't even happen in this lifetime well, for that, you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. yeah. Carry, yeah. You carry your yeah. ancestors. Yeah. We don't think about Absolutely. that. We don't think about in that. our culture yeah. here. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm thinking about more and more and more because mm -hmm. we do carry. I just it. bring it up because when you're feeling frustrated, things aren't going your way, or you, you feel like I've done all the things like what's going on. That's when it's a good idea to, to go within and we can have a whole conversation about how to recognize your intuition as guidance. But that's why it's so important to create the space to go within and know the difference between your ego mind and your soul's guidance, your intuition right. in terms of, you know, like what it is and what the next step is where a lot of people are challenged in trusting their intuition is because they don't trust yeah. <laughs> what's coming forward. Really important in the 
environment we're all living in right now as a collective to trust that intuition more than ever, because as you can probably see, (laughs) institutions, patriarchies Mm -hmm. are collapsing that have been in a place for a really long time and have Mm -hmm. never really worked. And there are a lot of people that have a purpose here to actually birth a new creation, to bring forward a new way of being and living for people. So in the times we're living in, it's more important than ever to be tapped into that inner voice to trust it. And beyond that, if you're still feeling, you know, misaligned, reaching out for support, right? Working with someone who you trust, someone who you can relate to that can help hold the space for you to bring forward whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important to get um, yeah. coaching and or support, whatever feels Both. right and confident at yeah. the time, because I think it changes as yep. you go. And anything, I really resonate with that, that yeah. anything that we're going to birth right now, and, and it's a great time because there's so much disruption, um, that is going to be hard it's going to be hard. It's not going to be an easy thing to do. So mm-hmm. people need support. Yeah. So when we talk about support that you can give, can you talk a little bit about what are the Akashic records and how you tap, tap into them to help yeah. people? Yeah. Yes. So the Akashic records are essentially the storehouse of information for your soul. I so unlimited, vast, I mean, not just this incarnation, but past, present, future lives, past, present, future version of yourself in this life, your beliefs, emotions, experiences, all of them, all of that information uh, is in your records. It can also sometimes be referred to as the book of life as well. And anybody can learn how to go into their own records. And and there are a lot of different teachers out there. And actually, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but I'm planning to start teaching people how to access their records later this year. I love that. Fantastic. But um, anybody and anybody can do that. Anybody. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Anybody can learn how to access their own records, but that's what it is. And so... I'm a channel and I have been working with people intuitively channeling for clients for several years. I've started actually working in the Akashic records in the last couple of years. Um, What I love about working with clients in their records is that it takes away any subjectivity because when you're in your records, it's a place that's of the highest light, the highest truth and love. And you're literally receiving information directly from your guides within the record. So there's no subjectivity. There's, it's not subject to interpretation. The difference basically is like if you were having a reading or a session with someone outside of the records, they can still provide you with tremendous healing and very accurate information, by the way, but they're, they're tuning into your consciousness. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, it's not as direct, essentially, Mm -hmm. it could be more subject to interpretation based upon the person who's reading you their level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Akashic records take kind of that 
piece out and yes. it's it's really more direct from the right. soul what your soul's plan really yes, is exactly and and when someone's channeling for you you know there's never going to be they're not going to be giving you their opinion there's not going to be anything that's ego based because it's all coming directly from that space it's always going to be neutral it's always going to feel expansive loving mm-hmm. loving it might bring up emotion you know right. because I mean, you're also receiving the truth, right? And mm. and sometimes we think we want to hear the truth, but yep. inside of us, we really don't want to hear the truth. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so I do a lot of healing work in the records too. Something I find more and more over time, and it's interesting because I, I ask clients for their feedback every so often. Like I had one person recently, I had one session with her and about halfway through the session, she said, I think you just changed my whole life in 25 minutes. That's because when you go in there, you're literally retrieving the information right then, but you can also receive healing in there. Oh wow! So if you're truly ready to move on from something, it's just a matter of us doing the energetic clearing around it. And it's literally done. That's how quickly you can experience shifts. This just goes back to mm. what we were talking about earlier, where I was saying that anytime something feels hard, yeah, it's only about our own belief, right? That it, yeah. that it has to be hard. And you can clear all of that in the records. That's another thing that you know, that happens a lot in the personal development industry today, and even in spiritual communities, is the promotion of struggle, the promotion Mm -hmm. of you always have to fix yourself. And, and it's never enough. And the truth is, is that we are eternal students, there is always something to learn. Mm -hmm. But the difference is you're already whole now. All you're doing when you evolve or or learn life lessons, even the things that feel challenging, is that you're just elevating yourself to higher levels of wholeness, right? Higher, you know, levels of of consciousness and and states of being. Right. So that's I love how you said that. Can I ask a quick question? So when you do the healing in the Akashic I, records, yeah, I was going to ask about that too. So is that does that is that kind of wash the generational that's what i was gonna is, it, yes. is that your what no, i was your gonna question? say do you can you it's see official the, we've melded into we have one person yeah yeah oh my god that's frightening all yeah no that's frightening okay but yeah so i was uh, yes i so she's okay saying yes but can you see if it's an ancestral yes yeah healing that you need versus current current day yeah. times yes. to be able you can to, okay yeah okay wow that's yeah that we have the same oh, gee, oh that's so good everybody so That's everybody so works a little bit different, right? Uh-huh. Um, but how I work with people is that a lot of times, as soon as I open someone's records, I'll just start receiving information automatically. And and specifically, I because everyone's their own gifts as a person are unique, right? right. So I have a very strong gift for being able to tap into someone's energy immediately in terms of how they're feeling, but also what their purpose is here. 
what's blocking them from fully embodying their highest path. And then that's Mm. when we get into, you know, okay, well, where are we experiencing the roadblocks? And then we get into what's causing it, whether it's ancestral, something in this life, an unhealed trauma, whatever it might be. And then from there, we, we clear it. Hmm. Okay. That's great. Thank you. I'm sorry. I think I interrupted you. You were going to No, I was going to ask that exact That's question. A, oh, that one. Okay. That was the exact same question. Okay. So, so talk a little bit about when you're, when you're walking through the Akashic Records component for, with someone, and then I'm, I'm assuming that then informs the coaching and the development and the, that piece of the support that you can provide to someone as well. Can you talk about how and what you pull from the records and how that informs you know, someone's, you know, like, like your, your, the gal you were working with that said, you know, you've just changed my life in 25 minutes. Like all of a sudden my life feels so different. Can you talk a little bit about the Akashic Records work and how that informs the development work that you work on? Yeah. 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 So in that particular case, she was experiencing something that was subconscious, something that wasn't in her immediate awareness. I was able to hold space for her to identify that. Um, information can automatically come through for me, but I always advise clients that it's good to come to a session prepared with where you most want to focus your time and what are your questions? Because basically imagine this unlimited storehouse of information Mm. and the more specific you are with your questions, the more detail you're going to get, right? Like sometimes you might automatically get the detail, but sometimes not. And so it's always good to to be intentional right. um, with your guides in there about about what you want to receive. Did I answer your question? Yeah, no, that was great. That yeah. was great. And yeah. I, yeah. so I've done it. Have I done the acoustic records once? And I was like, okay, is it specific? I mean, so I was right. kind of queuing off of what you were saying. Yeah. Is it specific? Like, for example, you know, you're meant to be. I, I don't know. I mean, like a veterinarian. Ha- <laughs> Yeah. 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 I need to be a doctor. Yeah. Is it like that or is it, is it more esoteric? Yeah. Yeah. So both. <laughs> I mean, I knew you were going to say that. Our guides, look, they have a sense of humor. Like, yeah, they you do. Know, for example, I'll just share something personal for me. Whenever I'm feeling unclear on something, you know, I'll go into my records and I will, you know, work through that, do my process. Um, and then when something's cleared, there's always this little song that comes through. You know that song I can see clearly now? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's the song that always comes through for me. <laughs> oh my that's God, cute. I love that. I love that. Okay. I do. Our, and they are, funny. they are funny. They yeah, are funny. Yeah, that's true. Funny. Yes. Yes. But I love that. I'm like, and that's a great, that's a great tune too. That's a good song. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, so do you specialize in business leaders and people, Mm -hmm. um, starting their own business? Is that something that you really, you're really passionate about or? Yeah. So that's not the center of my focus. The center of my work is holding space for people to, who are feeling called right to more, who, to bring forward the wisdom that's already within them and to bring fully forward their God-given gifts, which includes their purpose. So 
I do work with probably about 70% entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. because a lot of the people that I tend to attract are like industry disruptors and other way showers who are here right now in the time that we're living in to, to birth something something incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, um, I attract, you know, work with people who are newer to following their path. They're looking to transition out of their current corporate career or, or their job. I work with people in all different kinds of industries. And sometimes it will be someone who already has their own business, but they're feeling called to that next evolution because there's always a new path of expansion, right? So someone may be feeling called to that, but just not clear on how to pivot. Mm-hmm or move forward. And so, so what I really do is I just have a gift for bringing that clarity forward and supporting them in implementing the changes. So a lot of the work that I do is channeled, you know, but I I do have a tendency to provide very detailed channeled strategies to people. The guides will give me programs, outlines of entire programs and offerings, podcasts to share with people, depending on whatever their, their path is. And then there's a tiny element of uh, sometimes helping people actually break out a plan, right? Like what are the next best actions for them to take in the physical reality to start to shift that? That's where, and this is where I say like every experience serves a purpose because the part of my prior career, especially the executive part of it toward yeah. the end that I didn't enjoy as much, but I was really good at, was I specialized in process improvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, you know, that serves me in my yeah, business today because I'm really good at helping people integrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And connect with people at the corporate level. Totally. I mean, that, that, yeah, everything that we do, it, you know, service I, I know I would often yeah. say, I have no idea why I got that astrology degree. I never want to do astrology readings and like, it has helped me so much. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you, you, yep. you, you can't judge that when you get a, a, a hankering to go do it. You just do right. it. Right. Right. Hankering. Yeah. Hankering is a word we don't use often enough either. Amnesia and hankering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm curious, when you talk about big transitions, life transitions from one thing to another, you know, you obviously spoke about yours, which is was a big, big shift. Mm-hmm. Holly has recently made that same big shift. I am, you know, very interested and eager to make that shift. So I'm just curious what, when you're when you're working with people about, you know, a big life transition, whether it's, you know, quitting a corporate job, going into something, you know, more creative or different, you know, I'm curious, you know, what are your recommendations? What are your process improvements? Any, any, uh, anything that you share with your clients that you think is really critical to the success of a, of a big life transition? Yeah. I mean, are you referring to from being employed to being an entrepreneur? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's a difference between someone, an entrepreneur, someone who's already on their own making a transition Absolutely. versus someone who's still employed by someone else making right. a transition. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, the number one thing is being clear in your vision and having the courage to follow it. And um, courage isn't the absence of fear. I, I mm. often say that. It's just having a certain level of awareness that the fear you're feeling isn't 
real. It's right. your mind doing its job, right? It's, it's questioning your ability to do something like that based upon your past experience, which that's what keeps so many people stuck is because they listen to their head and not their heart. Mm. Right. And listening to your heart doesn't mean automatically listening to your emotions. It's important to understand Mm. that there's your emotional body and your spiritual body. Mm. So when I say listening to your heart, I'm talking about listening to your intuition, listening to your soul's guidance, which is one of the ways that God source speaks through us. That's the most important thing. And having that Mm. willingness to act on that. Also surrounding yourself with people who celebrate you and not tolerate you. That's so important is that you're Mm. hanging out with people. Mm. I would say who are already successful in doing whatever it is that you want to do. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, one of my favorite quotes, I don't often quote other people, because I think it's important to be, to allow your original you to shine through in whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. but there are all kinds of ascended masters, various leaders, people that I admire. And one of my favorite quotes is from Joan of Arc. And that is, I'm not afraid I was born to do this. Mm -hmm. You hear the conviction in that. Yes. Right. I did a video about this once too, about starting my own business. When I decided I was actually going to start a business, I knew from the get-go, it was a mission. There there was no hope because hope is great, but it still implies something isn't going to happen. Right. I told everybody I knew on purpose (laughs) that... No pun intended. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you guys. She's about. awake and on purpose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right from the get go, I told everybody on purpose. I said, I don't care if I have to live in my car and live off top ramen, take coaching calls out of my car. This thing is happening. This business is happening. It's yeah. coming forward, and it's gonna be successful because I decided there was no other option. That didn't mean I wasn't scared shitless. That didn't mean that I didn't have challenges along my journey. And ever since I started my business, there have even been different iterations of me where I've grown and ascended to new levels of consciousness and become bolder and bolder in sharing my message. Right. So I guess that's the answer to your oh, question. Oh, God. That is like a great answer. It's not long-winded. No, so it's not good. long-winded at all. It was perfect. So it was good. perfect. So, okay, as we round out our program, and I just wanted to ask, is there any one or two things you'd give our audience to do to connect with their intuition, their mm-hmm. not their emotional body, their heart-centered spiritual intuition, and what's one or two things our people can do? Yeah. So the number one thing is creating space for yourself every day to be still. Yeah. Just to be still, because that's how the intuitive voice comes through. So 
for people who aren't used to doing that consistently, I always tell them start off just with 10 minutes and you'll probably be frustrated at first because you'll feel like, wow, my mind can't stop running a million miles a minute. But with anything else, it takes practice. It's like working a muscle. And over time, you'll find that you actually want to spend more time being still. (laughs) And by all means, you know, feel free to do that because it's actually we actually accomplish a lot more in the beingness than we do the doing. And that goes back to all of the societal programming and the inversion that exists, which could be a whole other episode on its own, you know, which is that in order to be successful or anything else that you want, you have to do more. And that's not true because you create your reality from within. And that happens from creating that space. Then the next, the other second most important thing would be learning how to discern between your ego mind's voice and your intuitive voice. The easiest way is to know that your intuition is never going to be fear-based ever. It's always going to be neutral. Mm -hmm. It's never going to question, you know, oh, you shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? It's Mm -hmm. always going to be focused on your expansion. Now, that expansive guidance might instill a bit of fear, but again, that's just your mind questioning the path of the unknown. So just knowing that intuitive voice will never be fear-based and knowing how that voice comes through for you, because that's different for everybody. Some people actually hear a voice. Some people might see something, pictures in their mind's eye, and that's how their intuition speaks to them. Some people might feel, feel others' energy, get a feeling, you know, about something physically, or they might just know. So like, if you've ever just known something, and you don't know why you know it, you just do. Yep. You know, so that's those are just my like mode. Yeah, that's my mode. Like it just drops in. Yeah. I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, exactly. That's claircognizance. Mm-hmm. So just knowing how that voice speaks to you. And again, just like a muscle practicing, the more you intentionally are about tuning into it, the easier it gets. And then over time, it starts to feel natural. All right. Mine have to squeeze my, my, my guides have to squeeze it in. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm waking up in the morning, mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah, they're strategic about it because I, I get yeah. strategic downloads. Like, what? Really I woke do. up to that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, question answered. Okay. Yeah. That's so because good. in that awake asleep state, um, is when our nervous system, our brains, our entire body is the most relaxed, and it's the easiest time for them to uh, slip to it in, plunk thing in. <laughs> Yeah, and that you're going to be open. So either right when you get up or when you're going to bed at night and you're, again, in that same kind of state. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. When you think about who you were in the corporate role and who you are today, like what's the most profound- That's a great question. I love that. Difference between the Jennifer, the the corporate executive Jennifer and the Jennifer that's, what did you call it? When you're talking about people who are doing new things in the world, new makers of the way, or you said something really cool. What did you say? I made a note that I was going to title the podcast that, but I don't remember what she said. No, it was so catchy. Do you remember what you said? Other other way builders or something. There was something you said. Way showers? Way showers? Way showers. Other way showers is what you said. Yeah. So good. So good. 
Yeah, there is a difference between a leader and a way shower. Uh-huh. So, a leader, yeah. but also a way shower. Um, yeah. yeah, the difference is that I'm in my own lane. Yeah. And I'm all kinds of out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So rather but I'm than- letting the true essence of who I am show through in the world. Right. Versus feeling like I have to live in a compartmentalized way, which is the matrix, which is the old paradigm of success only looks like this. The future of our world, the future of, you know, success defined is, is what it means for you. It's what makes you feel fulfilled, what brings you fulfillment, joy, and and all of the things, but it all starts with deciding that you're going to be joy, that you're going to be fulfillment because all of that is already within you. Like we talk about attracting things a lot and I talk about it too, but it's not even about attracting. It's more about unlocking because it's already you. It's Mm -hmm. already within you. It's just a matter of remembering it, awakening to it and bringing it forward. I would say that's, that's the biggest difference. Mm. I, you know, and, and I think a lot of leaders struggle with this too, especially when they decide they want to become entrepreneurs full time. Cause I used to think the same thing. Hey, you know, I look at this big position I had in this company and all I accomplished up to this point, big wake up call becoming yeah. an entrepreneur, because I would say it's also the greatest growth journey of your life. Because you're truly, truly building your own dream, doing your own thing, showing up in the world in the true essence of who you are. Mm. And that's one of a kind. Yeah. You're not part of a system or not part of a structure or. No. Yeah. 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 You're, you're creating your own. Yeah. Mm, I hadn't thought about it in that same way. But it's really interesting. It's a mic drop moment, Gina. It's a mic drop moment. Well, Jennifer, it has been extraordinary <laughs> you being here. There's all kinds of uncorked assignments going up yes. on the uh, in the show notes. <laughs> I know. And how to get a hold of Jennifer. Is there anything else that we haven't yeah. uh, covered that you'd like for our audience to hear? Uh, you know, just like a well, two things. One I want to say is just remember that. God source, whatever that is for you. God does not put something in your heart that is not meant to be achieved ever. Nothing is random. Mm. So just remember that and don't ever discount your own desires. And the other thing is that I don't know if I gave it to you guys, but I actually have a free, um, it's, it's a really short meditation to assist people in dropping down into their heart space. And you can actually use that as, as a daily practice. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Head on over to our website. I think you sign up and you can get it then. Get yeah. The download. We'll put a link. We'll put a link mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. Notes I don't it. have it on my website right now. So oh, you don't. I, nope. I can send you the link. If oh, fantastic. That'd be great. That would be great. We'll be sure and put it, put it in with this episode. Oh, thank you. That's very generous. And I think, again, I think it is, that'll be a a great assignment because I think it's a practice. You know, you have to learn if you've been disconnected, 
I have, you have to learn and get it. it so having somebody to help guide it through is really, really um, spectacular. And, and just one more question to marinate in at the end of all of this. And I yeah. promise I'll start because I can't help it. The guys are just like, add no. this, do this. I love it. Yeah, that's um, fabulous. You know, really, especially if you're feeling like you're at a crossroads or on the verge of making a really big decision to make a change, just asking yourself the question, being honest with yourself, what's more important to me? being comfortably unhappy mm. or living fully in joy. Like wow. what's more important? It's so important. Well, I mean, I think to your point, society I love those guys. has gotten, yeah, society has gotten, uh, I think has tricked us into comfortably uncomfortable is yeah, the thing. Yes. All a big lie. Yeah. The big lie. All a big lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, that, I mean. That's very inspirational. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. I thank your guides for that one. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I thank your, you and your guides for yeah. all of your information today. Yeah, it was fantastic, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thanks for having me. It was an honor. And, yeah. and it was fun. Uh, it, it was fun. It was fun. And we'll have all Jennifer's information yeah. in the show notes for you to link on in and go check her out. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncork.com. See you soon.